At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lanny, and I'm super thrilled about this episode, as always, I was highly requested. I always get a lot of questions about how I started my page, how to make money, negotiating brand deals, um, editing, creating a content schedule, uploading, being consistent with uploading, all that stuff. So we're going to get into all of that today and I'm going to try to answer your questions as much as possible. I asked on my personal Instagram, Lanny Be Fit. Well, I guess it's like my fitness. I have a personal. Um, but on my Instagram, I asked you guys, what sort of questions you had about micro-influencing and all that jazz. So I have them all written out in front of me, but we're going to start with a little life update, our weekly segments, and all the good stuff. So a little life update. It is week three, I believe. Yes, three. It will be three weeks on Sunday that I've been living in my new apartment in downtown Toronto. And guys, I am thriving. We love it. We had an eventful night last night. We went on a date, then we went out. It was, it was, it was good. Life feels kind of normal. However, I do think we are going to get back into lockdown shortly. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But currently loving it. Love the summer. Sad summer's over. Like how the hell is it August already? I swear it was May two seconds ago. At first summer like felt like it was like so long between like school ending and like before summer actually starting. It felt like eternity. And now it feels like it went by in a blink of an eye. Like how the hell is it August? How is it almost September? Who's letting Dollarama have Halloween stuff in the store ready? It's literally August 21st as I'm recording this. And yeah, like 
hello fall like I really don't want fall I mean I'm all for like a little bit cooler weather in terms of being able to wear like shorts and a sweater and not be dying of heat or humid it's been so humid here in Toronto but I really am a summer gal I thrive in the summer and I don't want snow I really I really really don't want snow um but Anyways, let's get into our weekly intention. So my weekly intention is to plan out my meals a little bit more. I feel like I haven't really been eating the best in terms of nutrition, like making sure I'm getting all my food groups. I feel like I'm eating like a child again, and that's totally okay. Like I'm all for it, but I feel like I need like a just a little bit more of a structure and maybe planning out a few meals a week and grocery shopping for that. And that leads me into the tip of the week and that's to plan out some meals or like meals that you want to have. You don't have to be specific in terms of like on Monday, I'm going to have this for breakfast and this for lunch and this for dinner. And then Tuesday I'm doing X, Y, Z, but like say like ideas. So like I want to have like a coconut yogurt bowl this week. I want to make oats. I want to make this recipe with oats. I want to have this like stir fry thing for dinner and then shop accordingly. That way you are being strategic with what you're shopping for at the grocery store. So you're not you're limiting food waste ideally. And then you're also saving yourself some money by not buying things that you don't need um, and only buying things that you really do need, which is nice. I've been really enjoying I have a grocery store right underneath my building. So I've been doing European style shopping a bit more instead of doing like a big bulk buy, um, not knowing when I'm going to be able to go back to the grocery store next. I kind of just buy as I need, which is really nice because then you're limiting food waste once again, which is really amazing. We're saving money, which we love. We love a financial budgeted smart with money queen. Um, and But those are my tips of the week. And then that leads me into my current faves. So my current faves are workout classes. I've really gotten back into workout classes. I'm really loving going to Sweat and Tonic. I love that whole space, that whole vibe. Um, I'm sure you've seen all over my Instagram. It's like this super bougie fitness studio. So it's kind of like an equinox, but it doesn't have a, it's not a gym, like it's only fitness studio. So they have a lot of different hit classes like booty hit, full body hit, core hit, um, 3D hit, which is like boxing. They have Pilates. They have hot Pilates. They have yoga. They have spin. Um, and then they also have this like sweat on the roof series, which is on the roof of the mall across the road. And they do workout classes on top of there, which is super cool. And it's pretty cool. Oh my God. I got put into a group chat last night and um, – the guy goes, oh, well, I don't know who this is. I don't know either. <laughs> we had an eventful night last night. Okay, workout classes. I really like their hit classes, particularly the booty hit with George. Um, super awesome. And then <laughs> I'm not over this group chat right now. I'm in a group chat with two random guys. Um, I don't have either of their numbers saved. I don't know their names. I think they went to Laurier. I met up with like a bunch of like – I ran into a bunch of Laurier BBA guys, like business guys. Um, guys, sorry. I'm in this very complex group chat. I've been in a group chat with two guys because one of them is going to Ryerson. Um, 
what is my life right now? But anyways, let, let's be a little more productive this morning. Clearly, I am a little scatterbrained. You are getting some content from a hungover Lanny, but Lanny is Lanny's awesome. Um, okay, workout classes. So I've been loving the booty hit with George or like pretty much any instructor at Sweat and Tonic, but just workout classes in general. I'm super into them right now. It's challenged me. It's switching it up and it's really fun to be over at Sweat and Tonic. They have a co-working space, which I'm also loving. That's also another current fave. I've been loving working at the co-working space, at coffee shops, um, on like their patios and like inside just to switch up my scenery when I'm doing my work all day. Since I do work from home, I work remotely. Um, but also another favorite is cleaning my space. So cleaning my space is super, super important. I love a clean space. I think even now more having like my own space, I want it to be super clean and let me tell you, dust is a real thing in an apartment and it constantly reappears on my dark dresser, um, which is quite frustrating, but my Swiffer is my best friend. I also love my vacuum. I really want a Dyson. I have a shark. <laughs> it's like a shark one that's kind of like the knockoff of the Dyson. Absolutely love it. My BFF. Um, but clean a clean space is super, super important to me and I absolutely love when my space is super clean. There's nothing better than having a freshly like clean room, clean sheets, all your laundry's done, everything, and you just get into bed. Oh, amazing, amazing feeling. But let's move on to your questions. These are all questions that I got sent in from you guys. There is even more. I kind of compiled them based on all the things that kept like recurring um, and things that would be helpful for you. So I thought we start off with what is microinfluencing. I don't know if everyone knows what microinfluencing is, but essentially I feel like a lot of people know what influencing is so or what an influencer is. So microinfluencing is if you have a following online of less than 100,000 followers so, for example, I'm a micro-influencer because on my Instagram, I have less than 100,000 followers. Same with all my TikTok. Same with all my YouTube. None of my platforms have 100,000 alone. However, together, like, combined, yes, my combined following is over 100,000, but I'm still considered a micro-influencer because my following on each specific platform is less than a thousand. There's also nano influencers, which is under 10,000. Um, and influencer marketing is going more towards nano and micro influencers because they have that super engaged following, that super loyal cult following that it's going to be better for in terms of like ROI. So return on investment for them. But anyhow, micro influencing, it's posting online, having an influencer ability to like predict or not predict. Um, convince someone let's let's go to urban dictionary um micro influencing micro influencers are individuals that have between a thousand they say a thousand to a million um i i disagree but um followers and audience members that are considered experts in their respective niche they could be a food blogger traveler a local fashionista or fitness guru just to name a few Another definition says micro, a micro-influencer is an individual who has between 10 to 50,000 followers on social media. They are known for their particular area of interest and have very high rates of engagement with their audience. Yes, I agree with that. Um, there's different like breakdowns on like whether what a micro-influencer is. I particularly 
say between 10 to 100,000. But essentially, yes, I'm a micro influencer and I have a following and I'm able to quote unquote influence them in some sort of way, whether it be sharing my lifestyle, my tips and tricks, a product that I like, etc. So the next question that I got a lot was how did I start my page and my whole journey with it? So I really started the boys are texting in the group chat saying that they want to be my blog. This is a very entertaining podcast. I hope you enjoy this little um, scramble of a podcast. But essentially, I started my page out of pure spontaneity and I kind of just jumped on the bandwagon of what my friends were doing. They were all starting like health, fitness, foodie accounts in first year of university, so like freshman year. And I had always wanted to do YouTube and being a vlogger, like I wanted to be a beauty guru when I was growing up, but my parents never really let me. So I kind of took this as the opportunity. It didn't seem like too scary or daunting. Um, it can be really scary to put yourself on the internet and like I kind of just like this idea of the Instagram and I loved Instagram and my friends knew me as like the Instagram queen. They were always asking me like what time to post and whatnot. And so that is kind of how I started my page. And then I got into it because I was sharing all these fitness programs that I was doing. I was doing BBG. I was doing this like fit as fuck one. Um, I think that's what it's called. It's fit A-Z-F-K, fit as fuck. That's like the only thing I could think of what it would be. But I was like sharing all those. I was sharing like what recipes I was making in my dorm. And that's kind of how it just started. And I'm the type of person that when I decide I want to do something, I really stick with it and I don't fall off the bandwagon with it. Like I won't stop doing it. So that's why I'm here three and a half years later, almost four years later, still posting. And I was posting every single day to start on my feed. Like I was posting a photo on my Instagram feed every single day. Um, now I don't do that as much. I post stories every single day, multiple times a day, but in terms of like content for my feed between like Instagram posts, like photos and reels, um, reels is definitely more frequently than photos, but it's just not as frequent, but that is my journey with the page. Um, in terms of following and growth, I had around, it took me like six months to get to like 800 followers. Then when Kayla had seen us reposted me, I gained a lot, a lot, and I've reached like 3K um, in June of 2018. Yes, 2018. Um, and then pre-pandemic, like going into the pandemic and lockdown, like March 2020, I had around like 8,000 followers, and then I hit 10,000 in the pandemic. And then in January of this year, so January 2021, I hit 25,000. And then I was stuck there for a while, um, around like 27,000 I was stuck at. And then about a month and a half ago, my reels just went insane. And now I have 42,000. And it's been a bit more stagnant lately. But that's essentially my growth with my Instagram. TikTok took off quite a lot faster. I started posting consistently on TikTok in... September, about a month or so later, one of my TikToks went viral. It was my first like 6.30 a.m. morning routine that went viral, got around like 800,000 views. I gained a bunch of followers from that and then a bunch of my videos kept going viral. Right now, I want to say like the TikTok algorithm, algorithm is kind of shit and I'm not really gaining much followers. I have around 72, I think I have 73,000 on there now, but it's been really stagnant. YouTube, I started posting 
in the summer of 2018, but I've never been super, super consistent with it for a long period of time. It's kind of my least active platform, which is ironic because that's what I wanted to start with, but it's just, it's a lot more heavy lifting in terms of creating content and producing it. Instagram is a lot easier. Reels are a lot easier to put out. Um, With YouTube, you have to film, you have to upload the footage, you have to edit the footage, then you have to export it, upload it to YouTube, you have to create the thumbnail. It's a lot longer of a process. I usually have 45 minutes to over an hour worth of footage at a time, cut it down to like a 20, 30 minute video. It is very time consuming. I do love it. I do love watching YouTube. It is something I want to be more consistent with, but I'm just not consistent with it. And I got to pick and choose my battles. I don't do this full time. Like I do it full time, but I also have a full time job and I'm in school still. So I have a lot on my plate to balance and YouTube is usually the one thing that I let go of. But I have around 7,500 on there. So my goal is to ideally hit 10K on there. But yeah, so that's like my journey with my page. Basics on how to get started was another question I got asked a lot. So just start. Michael Bostick always says launch fast and adjust later. Like you will learn as you go. There's no like one particular way to do this. And you can sit and research and watch all these TikToks about these girls hitting like it's like 10K in 100 days or something or 10K in like 10 days, like those challenges. And you can do all that. But I really think just like start posting, start sharing what you're passionate about. Whatever you want to share, share it. Don't be too particular about it. Don't try to fit yourself into this box. Just post whatever you want and be confident with it and run with it. And eventually people will start to follow and things will pick up and you learn as you do. And that's why I think like just starting and adjusting later is the most like key thing that you can if you're going to take anything away from this podcast, launch fast and adjust later. Anything in life. You can plan plan plan, you can research, but you're not going to be able to learn until you do it and you will learn as you go and it's okay to make mistakes and it's totally cool and it's cool for your community to see you go along this journey. My community's seen it if you're listening to this and and you've been there since I like basically started then you'll you have seen how I've grown and it's kind of fun because then they really know you like your followers and your community really know you for who you are and they know you as a person which is nice and that's where you get like that super tight-knit community how to find your niche the same thing just post and post what you want and then ideally what happens is you'll figure out certain topics that you like to tap into a lot and you kind of create your own niche. So I started off obviously posting like healthier recipes. Then I got super into workout programs and I was like in this like Kayla Cenas BBG niche. But then as I've like grown as a person and my interests have changed and my postings have changed, my niche has changed. And now it's kind of like this health, wellness, lifestyle niche. Um, I'm a huge mental advocate. That's a huge part of my brand. It kind of just shapes as you go. The more you post, the more you'll be able to figure out what your niche is. And that comes with being consistent. So a lot of people were asking tips on being consistent with content, deciding when to post, content inspiration, content planning. Tips on being consistent. Find a time that works best for you to post content. Um, Find a time that it performs well. For me, it's in the morning. That goes into deciding when to post. I think it's a lot of like trial and error, A-B testing, A-B testing, which is something you learn in marketing. But 
You can also use your insights on Instagram. It tells you when your followers are the most active. Same with TikTok, same with YouTube for upload times. But just like a lot of trial and error and just encourage yourself to post. And if you're posting about things that you truly enjoy and if you truly do this because you want to share, not because you're in it to make money, you're, it's going to be a lot easier to be consistent. It's not going to feel like a chore. It's going to be a lot better. And in terms of content inspiration and content planning, I'll be quite frank and I don't plan my Instagram. I'm super spontaneous with it, which is why social media management for brands is a bit harder for me because I don't like to plan. And with that, I do have to plan. Um, But just you can use apps like Planoli or Plan or Later, or I like to use Preview to plan out my feed, like to see it visually. In terms of inspiration, I like to follow other creators in the same sort of niche or area or scope on Instagram and other platforms and see what they're posting. Pinterest is a huge inspiration place. You can make mood boards on there. Um, That's where I get content inspiration. There's nothing wrong with being inspired by another person as long as like if it's super close to what they're doing, you're giving credit to them where credit is due. That's super, super important. It's the same thing how in school you cite where you take your facts from. You need to provide credit because a creator, they put in hard work. You wouldn't want someone just to like copy your idea and not give you any credit. That that wouldn't really feel super nice. Um, I mean, I'd be flattered, but it would be nice to get some credit. You know, you feel A listener asks, what platform or platforms do you make the most money on? I definitely make the most money consistently on Instagram. Those are my highest paying brand deals. I'm able to charge more for those. The engagement and the results from the campaigns are a lot more consistent and guaranteed based on my experience with that. So I feel like I can charge more for that. It's also like my home base. That's where I started. YouTube, I make YouTube AdSense from that. So that's the money that you make from ads that are placed on your videos. In order to become a YouTube ad partner, you do need a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch hours within the past year. It is a hefty process, but the more you post, the more views you get, the sooner you will be able to qualify, which is super great. And it depends on like what niche you're in, how much money you can make per like click view, et cetera, for the ads. Did you see growth from just posting on one platform or did posting on multiple platforms help? I want to say that posting on TikTok and that platform growing really translated over into an Instagram following. And then Instagram Reels really helps Instagram grow. So it really, really depends. Um, Like TikTok grew entirely on its own. Like most of my followers weren't from Instagram on TikTok. They were an entirely new set of followers. Um, And then now Instagram is... Instagram is helping me grow Instagram. So it really depends. But Instagram and TikTok definitely have helped grow my podcast. They have helped grow my YouTube. So it really depends. I do um, think that multiple platforms and being strategic with which ones you like to use and whatnot can help grow your platform and your following. What are some things you wish you knew before you started? I feel like because I did this so spontaneously and I didn't go in with the intention of it becoming what it is, There isn't really anything that I wish I knew started, but I want to give some words of wisdom for you guys, especially if you're being a bit more intentional with starting your platform. 
don't do it for the money. If you're doing it for the money, you're going to burn out. You're not going to want, you're not going to be motivated. You're not going to love it. You're, it's going to become a chore for you and it's going to become a tedious task and you're not going to enjoy it. But if you do it because you just want, genuinely love to create and you love to share online and you love social media and you love creating content for it, focus on that and the numbers and the income and all that will follow suit. Like if you go in with the intention of making money, like it's just, it's not going to be good vibes. And so many creators will say this, like, don't go in with the intention of making money. Most of them haven't. Um, it's just not a good mindset. And I feel like it gives you a scarcity mindset opposed to an abundance mindset. People are going to be mean. Not everyone's going to like you. You don't want everyone to like you. And it's just someone behind their screen and you really can't let it get to you. You can block them, whatever. What else? Don't try to be someone you are not. Like, just be authentically yourself. People nowadays on Instagram and social media, they want vulnerability. They want authenticity. They really want to see you for who you are, not this um perfect made-up individual whose life is like perfectly landscaped and put together and everything. So just be you and be confident in being that. How big was your following when you started to work with brands, how to navigate with brands, how to connect with brands? I think my first gifted campaign or like anything was when I had just over 3,000 followers. I was gifted product for the longest time. My first paid was the summer going, but it wasn't really paid because it was a gift card. It was the summer after first year. So going into my sophomore year of university or college. Um, and it was with Booster Juice and it was I got paid with like a $75 gift card or something or $50 gift card to Booster Juice. In terms of connecting with brands, you either want to DM them or you can find their PR communications or media email on their website and pitch yourself, kind of how you would pitch yourself as a business to a potential investor. Um, I reach out to brands. Brands now reach out to me. You just want to essentially pitch yourself being like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I have a following of X amount on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, et cetera. And then like hyperlink all those accounts. Like if you're in an email, I post this type of content. My values really align with your values of your company X, whatever the company name is. Then like you could say like the specific values. I think a partnership between our two brands would be mutually beneficial for XYZ. I see myself creating content XYZ, um, like basically share how you would plan to integrate their product or their service into your content in an organic way. And then say, I would love to chat more about this. I'm looking forward to hearing back from you. Kind regards or like all the best, et cetera, Alana. So that's essentially like how I would write an email. If I'm going to DM them, I am normally I normally introduce myself and I'll be like, hey, what's the best email to contact for partnerships or collaborations or PR or something of that sort? A listener asked, how do you not feel judged from others for having a health and wellness account? How do you ignore friends or family's opinions on being an influencer? I think you have to learn to let go of what other people's opinions are of you and their judgments. At the end of the day, you need to be happy in what you're doing and that should be the only thing that really matters to you. If someone is judging you or being rude, it's most likely out of a place of 
low self-esteem or jealousy or they're envious of you. So just keep being you. Be confident and no one will question you. Um, My family, I'm very grateful, is very supportive. My parents don't entirely get influencing. They know it to a general sense. Um, But they're learning and they're super supportive of it and I appreciate it a lot. My friends are super supportive. I think if you're confident and you run with it, then that leaves no room for other people to lack confidence in your ability and your desire to want to be an influencer or blogger or to have a health and wellness account. So as Sarah Zay says, act confident and no one will question you. Worst encounters and best lessons learned. I don't think I've ever had a worst encounter besides receiving like some hateful comments. Um, Best lessons learned. It is so okay to be open and vulnerable on the internet. I feel like a lot of people feel the need to be this perfectly posed person, but that's not who you need to be at all. And I feel like people connect so much more when you're open and honest about what's going on in your life and how you're feeling. And most likely like 110% of the time, like other people are feeling the same way you're feeling. Um, Fad diets suck. Don't fall into a fad diet. There is balance in everything and you don't have to put such high pressure on yourself to be this perfect person and to perform high every single time and to like consistently beat out previous um, records you set for yourself. It's progress, not perfection. Um, So that's what I've learned. And also that Instagram and social media is an amazing place to meet friends, make network connections, and you can really elevate your career. It's helped my career outside of it. So run with it. Was there ever a moment you felt like giving up because of lack of progress? I'm going to say no because I was never in – yes, I'm a huge like numbers person. Yes, it's very satisfying to see your following grow. Who doesn't want their following to grow? Who doesn't want more comments, like saves, shares, et cetera, on their posts, downloads on their podcast? But for me, I always did this out of passion and I love sharing. I love creating and that's what always mattered to me. And so, no, I never felt like giving up. Yes, some days I felt like less motivated and didn't want to post as much or I felt uninspired with creating content, but I never really wanted to give up. A listener asked, are you negotiating contracts yourself? I do negotiate myself. I'm now working with my sister. She works in PR, so she's helping me a bit. I did have management for a hot sec, so they were negotiating for me, but I do negotiate myself, and I'm actually able to apply a lot of the things that I learned in my HR course at Laurier about negotiations, which is super fun. You know, it's always fun when you can actually apply your education to life. Do you make enough to support yourself financially? I'd say I make a good amount of money from social media, but it's not super consistent, so I make enough between my full-time job at a social media agency and with my social media um, gigs, like with brands and collaborations and all that stuff altogether. Obviously, I moved out. My parents aren't paying for me or rent or anything. It's all on me. So I guess in the grand scheme of things, I do make enough to support myself financially. The last and final question before we close up this podcast episode, this very fun, light, 
kind of all over the place podcast episode. I hope you guys are liking it, but that is editing videos and pictures. So I film all my TikToks in the TikTok app. And then in terms of putting them onto Instagram reels, I literally screen record it and then put it onto Instagram reels. I don't use an editor. The only time I use an app like Final Cut Pro, which is what I use for YouTube, is if a brand needs me to adjust anything and I will put it in there and it's like honestly such a mesh or I'll use like slice I think it's called or splice something like that editing photos I take all my photos on my camera roll on my iPhone I have an iPhone 12 pro and I edit them in Lightroom I have Nissan Raiders presets I like the glowing preset that's the one I use I I'm always changing what I'm doing, but that's what I've been doing for a good time now. And stories, I always just take on Instagram. I'm probably like the laziest influencer or content creator when it comes to creating content. All my friends will like take photos on their camera roll for everything and then edit it and, and put it up later. Like I, and same with like their reels, like they take it all in their camera roll and then put it onto like reels and TikTok. Like, no, I literally just film in the app. Like that's me. Um, same with stories. Like I post everything in the moment, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it was super helpful. Free, Feel free to DM me if you want a second episode, if there's any topics that I discussed today that you want me to dive deeper into. Let me know on the Morning Ray Podcast Instagram. It's at Morning Ray Pod. No, it's at Morning Ray Podcast, and it will be linked in the show notes, or you can DM me on Lanny B. Fit. But make sure to rate, review, and subscribe, as that's how you can really support the podcast. I love you guys so much, and we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.